now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. And uh, coming up a little bit later on, we're going to check in with the folks from uh, ForeFlight, uh, get a little you know uh, update from them. We've been talking about them lately with some cool stuff they just launched here at the beginning of the year. But before we get to that, we got our good buddy Sam. Uh, with us from the uh, bluegrass or uh, bluegrass in the bluegrass. What, what is Beach it? Beach bash Beach in the bash. bluegrass. That's right. I had half of it right, Sam. What do you want from me? You know? I was close, Greg. <laughs> okay. Close. I mean, uh, it's progress. Slight, uh, not much, but a little bit. But this event is happening uh, April 25th through the 28th. And uh, this will be the third or how many years now? It's the third one. It is the third one, right. And hopefully, if things work out, I might even come up uh, this time. Dennis, you were there last year, right? And had I've been there the last two years. Oh, you did go to the first one. Okay. So uh, it's a great fly-in. Uh, it's it's blown up, and we kind of wanted to get a preview of how things are going. Uh, Sam, you're actually on location now. Is that is that the case or what? That is the case. I'm in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'm sitting here with the wonderful mayor. Mayor Cotton is with me today, and we're here to talk about the Beach Bash with you guys. I love it. Well, uh, Mayor Cotton, welcome to Just Plain Radio. Uh, we will apologize in advance, but uh, you know, if we come up your way there in April, hopefully you'll still let us uh, attend the event. Are you, are you pretty excited by it? Is the local community uh, really behind this event, or, or what, Mayor? Absolutely. This is, this is a great event to have in the community. Uh, just having folks from all over the place come in and visit, seeing what we have going on here in the community, but just really just enjoying time with one another, unplugging from work, and just being able to spend some time with other aviation enthusiasts. Um, it's just a great event, and it's very well done. Uh, we couldn't ask for anything any better. I got it. And uh, Sam, what are you working out the logistics up there uh, this week, or what? What are you doing? We're hammering out some details. We've got a uh, good lineup for the various days and the events that are going to take place, and uh, just working on the details right now and where we're going to park 200-plus airplanes. Uh, okay. Well, and that's it. Right now, there's all kinds of snow on the ground, I assume, though, right? Or is there? Uh, there's there's a, little a little bit. bit. It's, it's not, not too, bad. too bad, but it's okay. just enough to make it pretty. All yeah, right. It's 13 degrees, though. That's the problem. Oh, geez. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, 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 you know, when you just say that out loud, I shiver and uh, suffer from shrinkage. But uh, that's a personal problem. <laughs> but, uh, but Sam, uh, tell us the breakdown. So it's going to be like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of event, right in April. Yeah. No. So this year we've expanded it an extra day. So oh, okay. rather than having people come in Friday morning, we're going to have people come in Thursday morning. Now, last year, several people came in a day before anyway, so we'll probably have people arrive as early as Tuesday or Wednesday. But as far as the actual event itself, it takes place on Thursday the 25th. We have the morning arrivals, and then uh, Thursday night, we're going to have pizza, and they have a 37-foot 
outdoor screen. And we're going to watch Top Gun and eat pizza outdoors. Sweet. Thursday night. That sounds like fun. Uh, that's worth no, flying up for right there, I think. No, it's going to be a blast. We're asking that everybody bring a chair and a blanket so they're comfortable sitting out there. We'll have popcorn. We'll have some beverages to drink, and we'll just eat some pizza and watch watch a movie Thursday night. Nice, chilled-out evening for everybody getting there and a good way to relax and unwind. How close is it to the uh, aircraft parking? Could you actually make it like a drive-in kind of thing and watch from under your wing, or is, or is the parking going to be too far away from the screen? The parking is going to be relatively close. The issue is is we're going to need to pack everybody in one specific area so they have a good view of the screen. Well, that's what I figured. But maybe think about that for next year. That would be a pretty good idea, wouldn't it, Dennis? Uh, do hey, you a, know, drive-in theaters. Bring them yeah, back. Think, yeah, exactly. Fly-in theaters. It could be a thing. I don't know. I'm getting off track, but that's Thursday no, night. We'll just put the soundtrack to the movie on the local uh, uh, AWOS, and you can just listen to it from your oh, aircraft that, radio. That's a good idea. <laughs> I like it. Maybe something for next year, but well, let's not get ahead of ourselves there. So, so uh, Sam, so that's Thursday night. So what's happening Friday? So uh, Friday morning, we're going to get up, have breakfast, then we're going to have some guest speakers, and we're going to meet our sponsors. Part of what we're going to do um, Friday with after – after we have our initial meet and greet, uh, some of our guest speakers, by the way, I wanted to mention those before I go any further. We got, um, once again, the who's who and guest speakers coming to speak at this event. We've got Martin Polly, We've got Scott Purdue, We've got Tom Turner. We've got Mark Baker. We've got Zach Noble. Um, I think we've covered all the big names, haven't we, Dennis? Am I leaving somebody out? No, that pretty much covers it. Yeah. Well, like you said, that's a who's who of the aviation industry for sure. That's anybody who's anybody. They're going to be there, and we'll always be adding new speakers. Every year we intend to add some additional speakers, but um, we've had such huge success with these speakers in the past that we've invited them back again this year. So um, Friday after our guest speakers are done and we enjoy ourselves and have some meals and that's essentially our opportunity for everybody to socialize and and have the the, the thing that everyone, everyone has requested from previous years is more time to get to know one another. This is a very friendly crowd. All kinds of new relationships have been made in the past, so we want to do that this year and give them more of an opportunity to build new relationships and make more friends. But after that, Friday night, we're going to have this concert with Nashville country music recording artist, Jim Brown. All right. Well, I, actually, my uncle's named Jim Brown, but I'm guessing that's a different uh, guy in Tennessee. But, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> but, but probably a different guy. Probably. Say, yeah. I don't think he even plays guitar or nothing. But this guy, Jim Brown, uh, big time uh, Nashville country music artist, and he's going to perform and uh, entertain everybody Friday night, huh? His top hit right now, if you want to go look it up, is Shade. It's a, just an awesome song and an awesome video. But uh, Jim Brown, Shade, check it out. Uh, he's kind of the Jimmy Buffett of country music, if you will. I love it. All right. Well, that sounds like, uh, I mean, just what, a, I mean, it doesn't get any much better than that as far as a fly-in type of thing. You're covering all the bases. And, and I know usually you have some kind of fancy laid out barbecue thing going on. And even, well, being in Kentucky, you got to work some bourbon in there somewhere, I guess. Yeah. There's a bourbon tour or something you can take uh, off on the side one of those well, days so or what? Yes, Saturday morning we're going to do a a pancake breakfast and we're going to do a tour of the Bard's Distillery. And then uh, from there, 
and, and at the distillery, by the way, they give you free samples of bourbon, and you can pick up your own bottle of bourbon while you're there. And nice. then uh, Saturday afternoon, we're going to move the party over to Jimmy Riddle's farm again, which is where we've been the last two years. And as Dennis will tell you, that's kind of where all the uh, the hoop takes place. We we shoot a little skeet. We've got some more live music. We have some real live country, um, I'm sorry, mountain men with their flintlock rifles showing everybody how they uh, survived back in the day. Hmm. And um, that's probably where the bulk of the enjoyment that everybody seems to have has come from is the uh, the gathering at Jimmy's Farm. And then we're going to end the night Saturday night at Jimmy's Farm with a fireworks show. Sweet. So, that's, wow, that's that's another new thing this year. So we have the extra day as a new thing. We've mm-hmm. got the uh, concert as a new thing, and now, in addition to that, we've got a Saturday night fireworks show. That's brand new for twenty twenty four. Love it. Now, if you want to participate, all you got to do is what? Go to the website and register, or just show up, or what, Sam? We need everybody to register. That gives us an idea of how many people to prepare for, how much food to purchase. We need to be ready. So if they'll go onto our website, www.beachbash, that's beach with two E's, B-E-E-C-H-B-A-S-H.com, beachbash.com. The register here logo will pop up. Go ahead and register. Or you can go on to Facebook, search Beach Bash in the Bluegrass, and uh, access the event right to register there as well. Sam, good stuff. Thanks for the update, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. And we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. There's never been a Spirit airline crash. (laughs) And I have a theory. I think it's because all their pilots are on probation. (laughs) They have to complete 500 hours of safe flight before they go back to Delta and drink again. Mr. Airline agent, won't you understand I'm a frequent traveler and a patient man But I've been mistreated just a time or two I stood about all I'm gonna stand from you I got my ticket in my hand just like everybody else I paid my money in advance so I could use a little help You're making such a fuss, you're holding up the line Just get me on the plane, everything will be fine I gotta go, you gotta get me to the show Quit giving me the stare, just get me in the air this is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. Okay, so we have uh, some new stats on uh, least and most legroom for the commercial carriers. And I don't know, Dennis, was this list surprising to you how it broke down? It was for me a little. Yeah, I always thought that, you know, that some of the mainline carriers tended to have a little bit more space, but apparently some of the uh, low-cost carriers uh, are leading the pack, which well, kind of surprised me. Yeah, JetBlue, which I, I think I've seen this in their ads, but they actually came out as having uh, the number one slot for the most legroom of uh, any of the commercial carriers. You know, I mean, I guess we're assuming we're talking about economy here, but they got 32.3 inches of uh, legroom approximately according to this uh, study that was just released and uh okay cool that's fine but uh, it, it's followed by south we uh southwest uh they they uh they're just a, f- a fraction of an inch uh less and then delta comes in about an inch or so from the you know less than JetBlue. uh delta and alaska being the same same uh you know uh distance 31 inches so 32.3 versus 31 for alaska and uh delta which is probably what dennis and i fly the most just because yeah that's how how it's been the last few years for us for whatever reason for where best we're going. connections uh best availability i guess out of out of where we're flying regularly right. yeah and then uh about an inch less is american then followed uh you know right american and united are almost uh right together and then an inch less then you got hawaiian airlines and then at the end or the bottom would be frontier spirit which uh makes sense at 28 so between the top uh place one JetBlue and the bottom of the list which would be frontier and spirit the the inch difference is about four a little bit over four inches now that is a little substantial i would say if you're a big person you think that's an entire kneecap well <laughs> that's what i was gonna say and you know i mean obviously frontier and spirit trying to cram as many uh seats as they can and that's why they you know charge like 25 bucks each way you know, and get some of those crazy deals. But, you know, you get what you pay for, I guess, a little bit in that that sense. I mean, the interesting thing, too, when they broke down the type of aircraft as well. So they they said, like, the Embraer uh, 190, uh, on average, had the most um, seat pitch of 32 inches and most legroom. And, surprise, you know, this really surprised me, too, the, the aircraft that had the least amount of uh of 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 space 
was like the Airbus 320 Neos and or 321 Neo. I mean, those are like brand new aircraft, right? But they're I showing. Think a, I'd yeah. like to know how they came up with the numbers for this because I think a lot of it really depends on the carriers. I mean, if you're trying to group all of the A320 Neos together, well, is it is the pitch being skewed because Frontier and Spirit are flying a lot of those airplanes and packing them tight? Uh, and the mainline carriers maybe are not flying as many of you know the A320 Neos, and instead they're flying 737s, which right. didn't even make the top five for for the top or bottom of the list. Yeah. Well, I, I mean that that very well could be, but uh, with the most legroom, it was coming up with the Embraers, the Boeings, but the least amount of air, uh, you know, leg legroom was coming in with the Airbuses. So yeah, that could be just depending on the carrier, like you said, how it breaks down. But I did find that kind of surprising because I've flown plenty of 321 uh, Neos with Delta. And, I mean, that's one of their big aircraft that they, they run, isn't it? Uh, that is actually one of their um, – it's a single aisle. It's one of the bigger single aisle airplanes. It's almost comparable to a 757. Yeah. So I, yeah. that was kind of surprising just from – you know, the aircraft itself. But it, like you said, it could just be the seat configuration. Delta maybe have, has less seats in their aircraft than than Frontier, Spirit, or whatever. And that's what's given the weight to the particular airplane. But uh, And it, remember, it, too, that Delta, United, uh, American all have multiple cabin classes, too. It's not right. 100% economy. So yeah. there, well, it's going to be, be you more know, in Comfort Plus. Well, true. And it, it's going to be something I'm going to look a little closer at. When I'm booking my uh, my commercial airline tickets, you know, on Delta, I, I always go to like SeatGuru.com and I look up the model of the aircraft that I'm going to be flying, especially if I'm going to fly economy, and I'll look at their seat layout and say, okay, hey, there's a green one, which means that that's a, a premium seat. If you get the the green seat, go go for it because that one has a little bit better, you know, may have more leg room or whatever, and it tells you that on uh, SeatGuru. And, uh, and, and, you know, like I said, I'm flying those Airbus 321s, Neos and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to probably look at that a little closer and just, uh, see what it says. Cause it does break it down like that a little bit for you. So, so we're going to have to bring the, uh, the, the measuring tape on our trip to New York and, uh, check it out for ourselves. No, cause I'm flying first class. <laughs> How much is the seat pitch in first class? Uh, there I you go. I don't care. Let's, I'm let's compare notes. Class. Yeah, it better be pretty daggone good. Yeah, we're going to be flying here in uh, probably, well, it'll be next week, I guess. Uh, we'll have an update for you in a couple weeks on that little trip. We're going to, Dennis and I are going to take a little run up to New York area and uh, we'll report back. And yeah, we'll, we'll have to look at that a little closer, but I'll let you do that. You're not flying first, are you? When on that I'm trip? in Comfort Plus for now okay. and hoping for an upgrade. Well, you're this, closer. It was looking good. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And uh, but yeah, interesting. You know, numbers to look at if you care. I mean, who doesn't want more space? Everyone listening, <laughs> I want less space. Said no one ever. I think is is how it goes. Right. They just want a lower cost ticket. Yeah. Well, and well, and once again, you could get it, but you're going to give up as much as four inches of leg room. And if you're a small person or whatever, you may not care. I mean, the price is the price. If that's your main motivation. But if comfort's an issue, it's something to keep in mind uh, for sure. But, uh, yeah, hats off to JetBlue, though. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with knowing, knowing that now, I probably will look at them a little bit more, especially, you know, if I'm uh, 
you know, looking for a little more cheap op- option, I might give them another look knowing that. Would you? Uh, I've had good luck with them. The, the couple of flights I've had have yeah. been very good. And, you know, they do have the blue potato chips, which is something unique. You know, not that we run on food, but, you know, hey, the snack is probably critical. Okay. Yeah, I, I they're unique. Right. Uh, would that make me book them? No. But would four inches of extra leg room make them? Yes, make me book, book them over uh, Spirit or Frontier? Oh, hell yes. All right. Uh, coming up next, our friends from Four Flight are going to join us for a little update on what they've been up to lately. That's next on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. My current boyfriend, uh, when we first started dating, I gave him helicopter lessons, flying lessons for his birthday. He never showed an interest in flying, but I just gave him to him in case, like, the world has gone to shit and we need to fly away. You can't in a day learn to fly a helicopter. Yeah, you can. And it's not even that much money. No, you cannot. I'm telling you, you cannot learn. Yes, you can. He's good at flying a helicopter after he a day. He never did it because he was scared. But, um... <laughs> But I'll get someone to do it. I just have to have someone that knows how to fly. I can fly. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right. uh, We got a lot of, you know, Avgas alternative fuel options. We're going to dive into one a little bit later on. That's pretty unique, and I'm going to leave it at that for now because we got a special guest, Sam, from ForeFlight is with us. Sam, welcome to Just Plane Radio. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, uh, Greg and Dennis, for having me. You got it. And uh, Sam, first off, what is your official role there at ForeFlight? We'll just get that out of the way and correct. Yeah, my sure. My title is a Senior Product Marketing Manager. All right. So you're basically, you can take credit for everything that ForeFlight does week in and week out. And uh, Absolutely. It, it's all your fault, and you can take full credit, <laughs> as you should. Yep. Yeah, for and, sure. Don't bother asking anyone else. <laughs> uh, well, we weren't going to bother at all. Uh, and uh, but, but I'll tell you, it is remarkable the things that you guys keep coming out with. I mean, we just mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Dennis was blown away by this new feature that just kind of popped up. Uh, you know, as a I don't even know if it was an update. What was it again, Dennis? Excla- explain. 
It was just the year-end recaps. It was uh, sent out as an email to everybody right after the first of the year going, hey, look what you did last year. You know, we, we mined everybody's four-flight logbooks and came up with a personalized summary. And it was just brilliant because in one email, they basically solved the, the the whole reason of why you should have an electronic logbook and uh, reminded everybody what they did in the last year. And you gave know, you something to brag been, about. Yeah, yeah, well, it could have been good or bad. I was like, oh, I only had one flight last year. <laughs> yeah. I need to fix that. Or, my God, I went one and a half times around the earth uh, delivering airplanes, you know, for customers. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, it, it made you think about, was my did I meet my goals this year? Did I get training? All this kind of stuff. was It was a great recap. Yeah. And, you know, that's just one of the innovations coming out of ForeFlight. You know, we bring them on, you know, a couple times a year, and I just thought this was the perfect time to talk to Sam and ask him, you know, hey, let's talk about what we've done in the last year with ForeFlight, how that program's evolved. As you know, I've been using ForeFlight for many years, uh, and the product that I initially installed when I put the Avidines in is not the product we're flying today. It has expanded so much in scope, capabilities, features, ease of use, um, that I just really wanted to talk to Sam and, you know, maybe we can get a peek behind the curtain of what's coming. Well, maybe or, so. And, and Sam, I got to ask about what they've been doing. That, that year end review kind of thing that you guys put out there. Was that, uh, once again, one of those, uh, ideas that you put together because of, uh, user feedback, which I know that has instigated a lot of the upgrades and things that you constantly come out with for flight. Well, how did that come to be? Yeah, that's a great question. We, of course, um, you know, user feedback is one of the primary drivers of, of a lot of our new features and development. Um, we take that very seriously and we want to make sure we're putting stuff out that customers really want. The, the Forefly recap feature actually was first, uh, started, it started being created in December of 2022, a year before it was released. Um, one of our developers kind of just threw that together. Uh, on a whim. And we said, wow, that's really amazing. Uh, we tried to get it out the door then, but it was just not nearly enough time for something like that. And we right. wanted to make sure that it was developed enough to really be useful and be impactful. And, uh, you know, we wanted to see the kind of reaction that, that you guys just had to it. So uh, we had to wait a full year uh, and the team really came together by the end. You know, they are a fantastic team. Um, they really, really came together and made a really great product. Uh, and so, yeah, we ended up shipping it uh, just at, after the new year. Um, I'd be lying if I said we weren't, you know, little little bit on a, a certain bandwagon uh, started by, by another app uh, that focuses more on music. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a really fun, you know, people love that kind of thing. And they love being able to both see that information for their own enjoyment, because it's cool to just look back over the year and, remind yourself about those things, but also very much um, for the ability to share it with others. And so we made sharing a, a really key feature of this. So it's not like you just have to take a screenshot and go share it, but you have different options. You can share an actual link, in fact, so that uh, someone can follow that link and view the same thing that you're looking at on their own web browser. Right. So, uh, well, I got yeah. Dennis's update uh, from him, his son, <laughs> you know, his, he was very proud. And, uh, and, and it was impressive. I mean, uh, when, when you look at it, I was like, that is a very cool thing. And you can use it as like a motivational thing. And it's a, it's a great thing to review 
uh, at the end of the year for sure. Now, what about mm-hmm. the future, though? Let's talk about this because you guys are so you're coming out with new stuff all the time, and it never fails to amaze Dennis and I. And, and, and a lot of times, it, it's one of those features so it's going. Golly, I can't believe they they worked that into four flight again. I mean, it's it's like and it's just like a one stop shop for everything you can imagine you can use to make your I don't know your flight bag just a little bit more efficient, especially from the electronic standpoint. So, but but it is like user, um, I mean, generated for the most part, is it? Or are you guys around like in a conference room? Okay, guys, all right, what are we going to come out with this month? You know, and uh, or is it a combination of those, Sam? It it's definitely a combination, and it it helps that um, I I believe over thirty, maybe even over forty percent of our employees are pilots themselves, um, which of course means that you know a lot of the ideas for new features come not just from things that customers are asking for, but from things that employees themselves think would be useful when they go flying with it. And they say, oh, you know, it would, it would be really great if the app could do this for me. Uh, so it's it's a combination of both, yes, ex- external input, which we really take seriously and value, uh, but also self-driven development. And even to a certain extent, um, self-driven development by a single developer. We, we really, uh, the development teams regularly have uh, what they call hackathons. This is kind of a common tech company developer thing where they spend a, a few days or a week just throwing together you know, whatever random little side project they can think of that might be cool. Very often, um, those presentations and those little projects end up in, uh, coming into fully fledged features. Uh, and so it's, it's a really fantastic environment for really creative and inventive kind of development. So what can you tell us without having to kill us first? I mean, you know, I mean, because all, all this have- proprietary information and it, it's always it's like trying to get a blood out of a turnip when you talk to the folks at four flight they'll, <laughs> they'll tease us just enough but what can you tell us about the future of what you guys have in store for us in 24 i'd be willing to say something if i just had to kill you two but i'd have to kill all your listeners as well so uh wow. that'd be quite a task mm-hmm. they, you know there's not much i can say other than there are some really exciting developments coming along and i know that i've probably said that every time i've been on this show the the few times in years past yeah uh there's always something really exciting coming along uh in the four flight world but especially now uh over the next couple months i think there's some really fantastic things coming out soon when it comes to how you look at four flight dennis uh, you know mentioned earlier that when he started using four flight say not even three years ago i mean it's like so much more now I mean, it's crazy how it has evolved over time. Is that uh, absolutely deliberate from the way you guys think, or is it just the natural progression of how this uh, platform has progressed over the years? I think it's it's a bit of both. I think ForeFlight has a culture of really, really fast-paced movement, and um, that can be a bit of a contrast with, with a lot else that happens in aviation where uh, things can move very slowly, and I think it's, it's normal to see more slow progressions. Uh, and so we try to strike a balance between that and, and also uh, move fast, but of course we're trying not to break things because uh, it's bad when things break in an app right. like ForeFlight. So we, it is very much, there's a culture, I think, that really encourages fast-paced development and creative features. Well, I love it. And if you're a pilot and you're not using ForeFlight, you're missing out. There's no doubt about it. ForeFlight.com, the website, go there, sign up, get everything you need, and then some. Sam, thank you so much for being on Just Plane Radio. Thanks a lot, Greg and Dennis. It's been awesome. We got more coming up on Just Plane Radio. 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I'm going to take the plane out for a spin. You want to come with? Me? Go. Fly? I played it cool, but I was pretty jazzed. (laughs) I love to fly. I love to do most anything. If I could fly. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, poop-powered planes. That's what we're going to talk about. It's a thing, and it could happen. Yeah, sure, there's alternatives to have gas, and they're working on trying to get the formulations approved and all that kind of stuff. We've covered that ad nauseum. However, we haven't uh, got into this one. And and so what's going on exactly, Dennis? Is well, it as bad as it sounds, or what? No, it's actually better than it sounds. Okay. I mean, the, right. as you know, that there's there's been a big push for making aviation green, and one of the ways that or in this case that, brown, well, you know, brown becomes green, I guess. <laughs> oh, oh uh, gosh. Uh, yes. Well, potty humor. We're it's good for us. Depends right? on your diet. Okay. Yes. But uh, plenty of fiber. Let, we're going to have to have everybody eat a more vegan diet. Then we can have greener AF gas, right? So, but but is it as bad as it sounds? Is this really what they're doing, or what? It, it is literally what they're doing. Um, the wow. plan here is to make sustainable aviation fuel um, from sl- sewage sludge. Hmm. You know, one of the best ways to make aviation fuel green is to get it from some sort of a renewable resource. Yeah, uh, you know that's been done with you know vegetable oil and things like that. But if you could, what we ideally want to get to is a point where we're using some sort of waste material that would otherwise be lost. Uh, you know, the the holy grail is to use like cellulose, uh, you know, waste corn stalk and things that that can't be eaten. Can't you know? We just have to landfill it. Right. Well, this is even better. This gets everything as we've eaten it, and then what's left over gets converted. That sludge gets converted into jet fuel. Wow. So it's okay, a full so they, circle, carbon neutral, carbon capture done, kind of a thing. Are you telling me they, they've actually created a system that'll do this? They actually have the capability to do it. Um, they're testing it and getting it through the, uh, the certification process to make sure that it meets all the standards. But they claim that the average person creates enough sewage sludge to create one gallon of jet fuel. But it, so, wait, wait, well, hold on, hold on. First off, it depends on uh, well, how much fiber and how much tofu. Yeah, that how much Taco Bell you have could definitely affect that. Right, but, but when they say one person, what now? A you year and I probably or, one person, one gallon per year. So you and year, I, okay, we probably count for two or three. Oh, at we're least full of it. Yes, yeah. we got plenty. We can, we can outperform the average. I'm sure of that. I have no doubt. But. Uh, but it, that that's a lot of sewage, though. But I mean, hey, you know, you get get a hundred people together and you cut a deal, or 
<laughs> this is so weird. I don't know. I don't. I, my brain just goes nuts when I hear this because I'm like, well, where is this going to go eventually? I mean, sure, you could just take well, where the does it go sewage today? plants. Is, well, it goes to well, the sewage plant. So if they could find a way to siphon okay. off that sewage and then you know have some process. But where do it, you understand how the current sewage plant works? Yes, yes I do. You we, flush, it goes there, goes but away. it doesn't end there. No, it doesn't go away. They have to do something with the stuff that's not water at the end of the treatment process right that's the biosolids mm-hmm. normally it's either incinerated or has to be landfilled yeah this allows it to be used for another purpose and becomes even better for the environment so i i support it and hey let's take this to the next level you've got cows pigs and farms that produce a whole lot more manure than you and i yeah and it would solve a problem for those farmers and potentially provide them a source of revenue from what they have to deal with as a waste product so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know if this could scale up we could get rid of having to pump and drill and instead we just truck manure and make jet fuel okay i see my win i I go even further just saying are we eventually getting to the point where you're just going to wear like a gas diaper (laughs) and and well it's not capturing the methane which in your case you know might be substantial that that could probably run your stove or your house Uh, oh golly uh, here we go yeah okay so the scientists say they they have the technology and they're they're testing it they've actually come up with a formulation that they is, have a process. Yep. Yeah. There is a way to, to hydrolyze or whatever it is to break down the sewage sludge into hydrocarbon components that can be a, a feedstock for our normal jet fuel processes. Do they Basically talk about, like, uh, once they create this, whether there will be any side effects, like the fuel might have a different type of smell than typical have gas? Well, <laughs> maybe. Uh, I mean, they say that when you run uh, used vegetable oil through your diesel engines uh, as a fuel, um, you know, your exhaust smells of French fries. Ah, so you know, they're, but in they're this case, I'm, I'm thinking this might of, smell of Taco Bell as you well, go fly over. That's, that's not going to be French fries, my friend. I don't know. That could be uh, that could be a whole thing, but uh, they, they probably can figure it out, and you know, just spray some poopery on it before they put it in your gas tank of your. Uh, well, remember that <laughs> they're breaking down that those the sewage sludge into a component that can be fed into the existing uh, oil processes that make jet fuel. So in the end of the process, it's still going to wind up being kerosene. It's just not coming from di- dead dinosaurs. It's coming right. from dead Taco Bell. The solid you're talking about is like a log? A solid log? No. Okay. Like <laughs> it's, you it's put the, it in, into the, it's the you know, dump the, trucks full of stuff that they bring out of the sewage plant at the end of the process. All right. Well, I'm thinking, maybe I'm thinking like, you know, back to the future stuff, you know, where, where, you know, the, the guy, Mr. Fusion in the back of the, yeah, yeah. He just throws the garbage in the DeLorean and that's what fuels the, the DeLorean into the future. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think of, we're going to quite have it at the small scale. This is at, at a refinery level. You know, yeah. they're, they're going to wind up processing this, creating some sort of a, a feedstock that then goes into an existing oil refinery to be then further broken down into jet fuel. Right. Well, if they can make it happen, sure, I'm I'm all aboard. Uh, but uh, you know, that's probably that's going to probably even be worse for the environmentalist type of thing because we're we're talking all kinds of carbon emissions from that. And I, I just say that just because I know they're down on the cows uh, methane. <laughs> so this has to be right. worse. 
than that. No, it? It, you know? but we're taking everything that's coming out of the sewage plant was something that was carbon taken in by us. Yeah. So it's not like we're pulling extra out of the ground and burning it. We're yeah. taking stuff that was grown, eaten as food, and recycled. So we're mm. keeping it a closed loop. Well, poop powered planes. Could that be the future? And here we are, all this time we thought it was electric. It was, or hybrids or something. Uh, do you think this could potentially uh, out, outshine those uh, technologies? You think this could be the silver bullet in that regard? At least in the interim until the battery yeah. and electric type technologies can get to the energy density. Uh, nothing beats Jet A right now for for miles per gallon. Oh, okay, but uh, you're saying this would be in the meantime before we get to that point? I would yes. think this would be after that. I think we got a better chance of doing the electric stuff before they learn how to turn poop into plane power. <laughs> well, they're already doing this. I mean, that this is proven technology. They're just scaling it up at this point. Mm, okay. Well, I'll believe it when I see we're it. Making some, oh, I'll you know, believe it when I smell aviation. it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. It's almost like, uh, you know, uh, you know, drone pilots are like uh, not having a pilot up front. You know, how do you feel about your plane being powered by, you know, your waste byproducts? Well, how do we know that that's not what happened? The, the oil that we have today might be dead dinosaur poop. Well, you're probably, I'm sure some of that is mixed in there. I have no no doubt about that. So you, you got me on that one. It's just, uh, well, we're, they're going to have to sell it a little bit, is my guess. But, uh, but yeah, hey, if they can do it and they can pull it off and make it uh, economically feasible too. I mean, in like there's no short, there's no shortage of poop in the world. Let's be honest. We probably got too much of it as and it, it is. Provides a good uh, path instead of landfilling it or incinerating it, letting it go to waste that way. Uh, at least it serves another purpose. Okay, so. that's a lot of crap. And on that note, we're gonna just wrap it up because if we say any more, we won't be back next week. So remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.